to Spreading the Good Stuff, a podcast for regional women who want to thrive in their work, wellness, family and community. We share stories of triumph, challenge, growth and change in business and in life and offer helpful insights and advice to empower you to live your best life, however that looks for you. Welcome back to Spreading the Good Stuff. This is episode 43. I'm Christy O'Brien. I'm Leonie Cannon. And I'm Katrina Myers. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Um, We are obviously still not together. We're um, zooming in for our chat and um, we thought we'd just touch base and and I suppose just kind of, you know, debrief on where we're all at 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 the moment. Um, For Leonie and I, we're at week two with um schooling our kids from home and Katrina's already done a bit of that and she's in school holidays with um one week to go so we thought just with so much happening um obviously in the world and um here in Australia we thought it'd be nice just to sort of bring it home and and chat about what we're doing because I think sometimes I know last time when we chatted um we talked about just sort of you know putting one foot in front of the other and just you know getting through each day because it was all pretty um raw and new and and everything but now it's sort of um i feel like it there are days where it's still like that but at the same time it's just kind of looking at okay what do we need to do today and now that we've got our kids schooling from home um and obviously we work from home and um it's something that we thought would was worth sort of having a bit of a chat about um so I'm happy to go first. Ladies, you're happy with that? Before you do, Christy, please tell us where you are. I'm looking at you on the Zoom screen and <laughs> I'm, I'm in my little caravan. office and Katrina's in her office. Where are you at the moment? I'm out in the shed in the caravan, which is the only space left in my house. Um, <laughs> which is great. You know, like it's been so good to have everyone around, but there aren't many quiet little pockets like... For example, like, you know, a middle child, Finney, she's been Zooming with teachers this morning. Um, Marley's doing a fitness class at the moment up in her bedroom as part of her program for the day. So she's jumping up and down with a bit of music going and and there's always, you know, a bit of music going and um, Troy's sort of coming in and out working from home as well. So I was very conscious of having... So I put Harry in the house as well because he was barking in the back, in the backyard before. But um, we put the caravan in the shed just to have another space to hang out in. And it's funny, the kids haven't come out here to sort of escape yet, which has surprised me. So here I am escaping in the, in the caravan. Um, but yeah, I suppose for me, since we started school last week, um, it's just been finding our groove, finding our little kind of corners to sort of you know a bit of quiet time to get some work done and so far all of our kids have you know been logging in and checking in and and having a bit of a crack at the work which is great and also still finding time just for a bit of um exercise and um yeah and just conversation that's one thing that i've noticed more than anything and this is probably not related to balancing sort of work and homeschooling but just the increased level of conversations in our in our family which is something that i'm loving and probably should talk about it at the end but you know normally at tea time when you know we've got our busy schedule and week and everything happening we always sit at the table and eat dinner and then it's sort of like rush to finish and then thanks mum and whoever's cleaning up will help clean up but then it's sort of rushed back to the thing they were doing before dinner whereas now everyone's sort of hovering um and I know it's because we've got less in the schedule but it's just really nice to have that extended time um 
but also too I find those moments are happening during the day I like to sort of hover with the kids if, if I'm in the kitchen they can come down and chat I just feel like I need to be there just for those little incidentals but it also means I'm not getting much work much work done and thank you <laughs> for um Lee and I with our business we sort of support each other and um the work can sort of be you know intense one week and not as much the next week so yeah I'm not getting a lot of work done at home at the moment but I'm hoping um as the weeks go on the kids will find a bit of a groove and I'll um steal some time what about you Lee how are you going in your space um yeah just chatting briefly with Katrina before we came on air um before you joined us Christy and I think I my response was I think we're doing as well as we can as well as I can expect that we would um which means that it's really challenging at times but um you know I, I don't think we haven't had too many meltdowns from myself or from the kids it's going along okay um this morning Today was our first, the first time we've had homeschooling tears. Um, so that's, yeah. that's day four. wasn't from me. Um, <laughs> from, from the middle, middle child, that's the first lot of tears we've had. And I, in that moment, um, I actually felt a crying as well. Not that, I mean, I was in a good place, but I just, that was the first time where I just kind of looked at the three of them sitting at this makeshift office, you know, schoolroom in our front lounge all doing so well and trying so hard and all, you know, do, working off different timetables and me there trying to help them out where I can. And it was just that moment of realisation of, wow, yeah. this, is, this isn't, you know, it's not normal. <laughs> it's like using the word normal. Um, yeah. But it is. It's a really different situation for them to get used to and that was the first time we've even had that little kind of moment where the kids felt or he felt the pressure. Um, yeah we moved through it pretty quickly, but yeah, like definitely the first few days last week went pretty well. Um, and it's just like you said, Christy, it's trying to find that new, new rhythm. Um, yeah. So insofar as, uh, the kids learning and the homeschooling side of things, I think we're adjusting to that as well as we possibly can. I think the part that's going to take a little bit more time for me anyway, is the fitting the work in and around it. I had some idea that I might be able to sit beside them with my laptop and and kind of work and just be there to help out when they had a question and that I'd still be able to get a bit of work done in that time but that just has not been the case at all there's three of them they're all primary school age and one asks a question I just finished kind of helping them out with that one and then the next one needs something so and that's fine like that's as it should be but I certainly am not going to be able to get any work done at the same time as helping them out so the way I've kind of done it up until now is we're pretty much doing a solid three to four hours in the morning, eight till 12 um, of learning with the kids and then a bit of lunch. And then I'm being, I've been hitting the computer around one o'clock and working through until about nine, nine thirty. That was last week anyway. Um, and that's kind of my plan. Although that's, I don't think that's very sustainable because it means, you know, sort of hitting the schoolroom with them at eight and then, going through until 9.30 myself, um, which is a really big day. So we'll just see how that works out. <laughs> but I don't think, you know, we've had a lot of work on, so um, with the Splendid words, so there's, I've, I've needed to do that. But definitely our workload is going to um, drop right off in this next couple of weeks with projects that um, 
have had to be cancelled by clients, which we knew was going to be coming or things that haven't come through. So our workload will definitely diminish. And I think that that's not ideal because obviously you don't get paid if you've got no work, but um, I, it's not sustainable to be teaching three kids and trying to do a full load of work as well. So I don't know how the people are going to are managing it and how they're finding it, but I don't think certainly not going to be good for my mental health if I try and do all that. How about you, Katrina? How are you finding it? You're on holidays now, but you have done a couple of weeks before us. Yeah, yeah. So I guess, you know, for any new listeners, we're on a farm. We've got, we run our avocados, we've got the farm. Um, and I sort of don't do as much work as I used to on the farm stuff. Like Tim sort of runs the farm really and I do bits here and there and then lots of volunteering and all that kind of crazy stuff. And we've got four kids. So three school age um, and one two-year-old. So we kind of, um, because as I think I talked about in the last podcast, Tim had been in uh, America and came home, we sort of had two weeks before everybody else started homeschooling. So we, we had two weeks already. And that two weeks was horrific for me. I just fell in a huge heap. I'd already been in a heap. And anyway, it was just, I just found it really hard because there was no structure sort of were we keeping them home weren't we there was no guidance I was trying to do bits here and there and it was just really really hard um but then I rallied and pulled myself together and then everybody had to start homeschooling in New South Wales because basically you know it's the same situation where you could send them if you wanted to or if you're a essential worker but everyone else was keeping them home so then the school then provided that much more structure around timetables and you know we we check in, we were checking in each morning and there was a really clear structure and I just once that started to happen that was so much better. So I think I've sort of appreciated that even more because I've had this kind of chaos for two weeks. So having that good structure from the teachers and then knowing that everybody else was also in the same boat then was um was quite comforting. And I actually um then also kind of cheated a little bit and got my cousin to come and help me. <laughs> she came out and because Tim and I had the conversation because I was like, got my FEMO on was basically like, well, I'm not doing all the homeschooling because you know, it's just not going to happen that way. <laughs> you know, you're in this too. So how are we going to manage this? And um, then we kind of agreed that, yeah, we'd get some, get some extra help in, which helped a lot. So Anna came like a couple of mornings a week, which was just awesome. Cause then I could still get some stuff done. And I actually made a little video back at the time um, to help other people. And I just thought I'd just share the little, the four little tips of things that helped me. It's not, it's nothing major. It's nothing groundbreaking, but just, I just had four little things that I thought were, um, you know, just a little bit helpful. And, and one was to, the first thing was just to take care of yourself. Just remember to look after yourself and have some self care for yourself because it's that whole fitting the oxygen mask situation if you're doing okay and more than ever like you have got to keep your shit together right now as much as you can for your families around all the time like if we're falling in a heap then everyone else around us is as well so um and i know that that's extra challenging at the moment because it's really hard to get that time for yourself but it's just so important to get those little pockets wherever you can of self-care and um just for yourself to keep yourself good so that was number one then I had just lower your expectations mm, yeah. that was another thing like at the start you know I think we were all at the beginning going oh my god we've got to like we don't want them to fall behind we've got to keep this standard up and then you know week in I was like oh, hang on this is not a normal situation as we all know like just let's just do our best we would same as Julie just 
get back to the workout in the mornings, afternoon off, um, and just, you know, don't have any kind of grand expectations about them <laughs> learning anything too much. Just do the bare minimum, really, was what we ended up. And um, the other thing that I found really useful for number three was explain to the kids that you also need boundaries. So yeah. I sort of sat down with the kids and said, hey, this is, you know, I've still got to work as well. Dad's still got to work. We've still got to get stuff done. So you need to respect that this is not holidays. It's not like we're not here just for you guys. Yeah. We still have to get stuff done and you need to respect that if we say, well, we need this time now. I mean, that works well with the older kids. Not so great for the two-year-old because they don't really know about boundaries. <laughs> but <laughs> that did work really well for the bigger kids and they kind of respected that. You know, it's that whole just explaining to them rather than just cracking it with them every time they interrupt you. Just you know, set those boundaries. So that really helped. And the last one, which kind of worked in the early days, but not so much now that we're not really allowed to socialise, was ask for help. Um, but that can be in terms of, yeah, asking for help with the kids or just asking for help that you need help or ringing a friend and saying, gosh, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. Have you got any advice or whatever asking for help looks like in social isolation for you? And so, yeah, that was the four little tips that I had in the little video that I made, which I thought I, I would share. But I guess now we're on holidays. I am loving the holidays because there is literally no expectation. And I'm also just loving no, there's no commitments. There's no obligations. You don't feel like you have to go and see anyone. I actually quite like all that. It's quite like, it feels like pressure off in some ways. So <laughs> that's quite good for me. So love um you know just that lower the expectations and I'm not sure only only of you um flagged this podcast episode with me but the week before I had started or the couple of days leading up I listened to this podcast by Maggie Dent I think my friend Jess Waters in in Perth hello Jess um she sent it or sent it to me as well or flagged it and it's such a great conversation just about you know like not taking it all too seriously and you know the kids will be fine and and I was telling myself that like but day two my son who's nearly 16 is going mom just like leave me alone like I was every five minutes hey going is everything all right like do you need anything and he's like I'm okay I don't need anything for the 15th time in the last hour <laughs> so even though I told myself just to chill let it all happen like I, I just wasn't <laughs> it was a bit crazy so um but I really love that you know and I've had a few conversations with people going you know if you were if you were traveling around Australia with your kids for three months they'd be getting a lot less contact hours and stuff and you know you just gotta you know like I shouldn't say expect you know less but it's just lowering that expectation and just relaxing about it because we'll all be fine um mm. you know, even those kids in, in year 12 and you know like there's so much support for the kids if, if they need it so i think just yeah learning to relax into it which is hard because it's new and you know there's no real manual for the whole thing what are you the finding school? the most kind of challenging in terms of your science really you're finding hard to get any work done um sort of the demands on your time with the kids being older kids i'm imagining you're not as sitting there like i am at the desk with the three kids you know for four yeah. hours working through it they're doing a lot of independent learning like how how's that look when you've got three of them and i know you know your youngest is still primary school as well is it what's for me it's just been yeah, it's probably been across the three different routines. So I've got three different kids at three different schools. So it's different timetables, different, you know, bell times, different kind of, you know, ways to check in. And the older kids still have to check in. Well, for Tig, each double lesson, he's got to check in. And for Finney, she has a lot of face-to-face -face chat. So it's keeping on top of that. But I know on school holidays when we're in normal time, like 
just having them in the house means I get less done. <laughs> and <laughs> the food and yeah. Yeah, they're just there and by the time you kind of clean up after brekkie or whatever there's someone else coming in for this and that and the other and you know I thought the same I thought I'd just sit in the kitchen on my computer and you know kids would come and go or whatever but every time I find a space someone moves into that space <laughs> with you know because they're doing something different so it's just that whole um kind of just constant change and you know to every hour let alone every every day but you know what, like I, I feel like having the weekend, even though really every other day is, is um, the same now, like we've sort of just, yeah, changed things on the weekend. And, um, you know, for me, I try not and even go near my computer on the weekend and just, um, even though like it's probably the time where I could do it, um, just sort of finding um, the, the, the differences in, in, in those days on weekends, just to break up the week more than anything. Mm. Mm. I'm finding one of the things that has worked really well for us so far, normally, um, you know, in terms of the kids doing homework after school, they just come out and do it on the kitchen table or the, you know, kitchen bench while I'm getting dinner or whatever it might be. They just kind of sit wherever and do it where they can chat to me at the same time. Um, and when we were staring down the barrel of this homeschooling or remote learning, I thought that is just not going to work. Like if they're all trying to put all their schoolwork out on the kitchen table and, and then I'm having to shift that, you know, for meals and, and whatever, I just, that I'll go insane. So we've, you know, fortunate in having a sort of front lounge area that we don't really use a lot apart from entertaining guests <laughs> sitting and having a red wine in front of the fire. And there's nothing, none of that happening at the moment. Oh, not entertaining guests, there's plenty of red wine. Um, but, Good clarification. But, yeah, but that front room just doesn't need to, you know, we're not using it for anything. So I just arranged a couple of extra desks for my husband's work. He brought those home for us and we've just set up a huge big desk area in a room that we can pretty much close off and the kids can have a spot each. There's room for me there too. All their work just stays there. We do it for those hours and then we shut the doors and we leave it when they're finished. And I feel like for them and for me, it's giving a really clear boundary um, that that's where we do the schoolwork. And then when we're finished there, we come out of it. So that's been, yeah, that's a yeah, I was going to say, that's a really good tip for anyone. If you, if you do have the opportunity to do that is to, I mean, my uncle said that to me early days as well. See if you can get a separate space and that yeah, made a huge creative, difference. Like it might, you know, yeah. kind of, it doesn't have to be a huge space and that room of ours isn't a huge room, but just mm. some space yeah. that you can kind of convert. Yes. Um, it's not like we even no one's coming to visit. So, yeah, exactly. We um we kind of thought we'd, you know, start in one space and then that quickly changed and I think the kids didn't really know what to expect either. So they and like the older kids I, I went from like no no, you know, homework, no work in the bedrooms and now that's changed already and we've got camping tables up in bedrooms now and I think you have to just go with it and not have too many rules, you know, I feel like, you know, yes, you do need to get it done and, and tick tick a few boxes, but I think life's hard enough for these kids at the moment. Mm. You know, like and I just feel like you just want to be a little bit um flexible. Like there's some things that are non negotiable in our house. Like you need to do exercise every day and our older kids have been awesome, really highly motivated with doing more fitness than they ever have before. I think it's their outlet. But um with Marley who's a bit younger, we kind of you know, going on bike rides and taking poor Harry for another walk and um, <laughs> that sort of stuff. So, you know, and, and eating really well, like I often say to our kids, you know, and they just roll their eyes, but like our health is our defence, you know, we need to keep healthy and it's easy when you're kind of 
lacking motivation or, you know, whatever to kind of just eat whatever's in front of you. But I feel like, you know, eating well and looking after ourselves, it's um, really important. Yeah. Yeah. Should we go into what we're loving? I think we, so. Do we need more like, tips? Or? Yeah, I'm happy to go first. Good. And I was Do wanting it. to touch on, Katrina, what you were saying earlier on in the episode just about being at home, like obviously that forced time at home, you know, nothing in the schedule. Um, although I miss the social interaction, I'm certainly not missing like all the stuff that we had had on. And I'm just <laughs> loving being at home in the garden. Like I spent the whole day in the garden yesterday and I could have spent another four days. I just got lost and found all these little corners and nooks and crannies. And, you know, I just, yeah, it's just opened up my world, even though I'm, you know, my work, the world seems smaller because you're at home at the moment. But for me, just finding little corners in the garden or even within the house, finding new little corners that I didn't really know existed. That's, that's been really cool. Um, and just being at home to do things like, you know, feed a sourdough starter for my bread, which I started a couple of years ago, but I forgot all the time because I was never home and I'd miss the alarm and whatever. But now that I'm at home, I can feed my sourdough starter and I can pickle veggies and, and you know, just do stuff that you normally don't have time to do. So I'm feeling like I'm loving that part of it um, and making the most of that time. I haven't even moved on to like art or writing or sewing yet. So I'm thinking, you know, I've got a couple of months left in me, I reckon. Ridiculous, <laughs> 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 I know. No. That's lovely. Let's keep going with longer. <laughs> yeah. So you get to all that stuff, Chris. <laughs> Not really. I just think on the other end, I just be like loving those things makes me realise that I need to schedule them in to my life. Not wait till a pandemic to do yeah. this stuff. What about you, Lee? Um, a few different things. Uh, one that was a movie, and everyone knows that I don't watch a lot of television, but. Um, this was shared on an Instagram page at the weekend by the lovely Lisa Booth at Book and Blend, um, if you're a follower of hers on Instagram, but it was a, a documentary that she had watched with her family um, and I sussed that out. It's called The Biggest Little Farm. I think I might have mentioned it to you, Christy. Yeah. yeah but it's about uh, an American couple who leave their life in the city behind to oh. uh, they, take, they buy a, a run-down 200-acre farm pretty much barren land and they turn it into this amazing you know haven where nature and and farm life and everything just works in harmony and it's so beautiful such a, a great documentary for all ages to watch so I watched that at the weekend um, but the other thing I just wanted to touch on again that's relevant in the the kind of juggling the work and the homeschooling stuff is and I, I have spoken about it before but it's the this kids um best life planner which Erin who we spoke to in the last episode has developed and I'd been doing that for a few weeks with the kids but now that homeschooling has started I'm so I've been so interested to watch how that has um supported us so much in in the homeschooling stuff as well because it's still again I mean they're sitting down before they start their learning um, and the school timetable, they're sitting down with that kids planner and doing their schedule for the day um, and their morning kind of, you know, setting intentions and all that stuff as well. And then within that planner for the day, they, they put their homework, their schoolwork into it. But it's just meaning they're setting the day. It's not me, yep. you know, barking all these orders at the kids the whole time and blurring those lines between parent and teacher. 
they're, it's giving them that real ownership over the work that they're doing. Um, and even just down to setting, you know, the goals for the day and the things that they want to tick off on. Um, it's just making things flow so much more smoothly than it otherwise would. And I sit down with them while they do that plan in the morning. I do my adult planner at the same time. We do our schedules at the same time. And the really big thing that has helped me the most with my kids has been that I set as part of my planner, my three intentions for how I want to be with for the day. But I'm really finding it so useful in when I set those three intentions in the morning, I'm really keeping in mind how I want to be with the kids in those next four hours when they're learning. Because there's so many moments where it's so frustrating where I, you know, my expectations might be too high or my patience is running out and I want them and think that they should be able to do this thing and they're struggling with it. I just, it just comes into my head straight away. How did I want to be? And, you know, this morning's words were, you know, encouraging and compassionate. And in that moment when the middle child was in tears, it was so easy for me to just straight away, you know, wrap my arms around him and just say, it's okay, let's walk away from this for a while and give him a big cuddle and give him lots of encouragement and then we could go back to it again. And just felt like I was able to handle it well because of those three words that are in my head. I'm not sure that yeah. I would have handled it in the same way if I hadn't have been so intentional. So it just might be a little tip that people can use in setting those few intentions around how you want to be with yeah. your kids during that learning time. Katrina, how about you? Um, yep, I've ordered my three copies of the Big Life Journal or Erin's Journal, whatever it is. I'm excited about that. Looking forward oh, to yeah. getting that. Um, but I guess what I'm loving is I have I just, again, Brene Brown's podcast. It's, I just listened to this episode with, I cannot remember his name right now, but it's Mark, someone, the emotional, in, the emotional intelligence how researcher. Good Oh my God, it's so good. So good. So much about emotions and behavior and how like, yeah, the feelings and just, it was just, you just got to listen to it, especially, I don't know, I think especially for right now, like just this opportunity to like, you know, really hone in on that. I think I'm also feeling just like really grateful at the moment of the timing of when this has happened. I've been talking to a couple of friends about this and having these like beautiful, really deep philosophical conversations with people. But the, these couple of friends, we've, we've talked about how it's just timing with all of this and happening where you are in your life. Like, if, if you know, if it'd been different stages in all of our lives, it could have been a whole different experience. But, you know, because we've done all this sort of personal growth stuff and feel like I was kind of not ready for it, but, you know, in a good place for it to happen and I can actually just sort of appreciate the situation rather than letting it... And, and you know, I mean, also just circumstantial things and the timing that in, in our life. So... So yeah, but this was this podcast kind of touched on that emotional awareness and well-being and where you are and all that. It's just it was just so so good, um, and I'm also loving the Russell Brand podcast again. Another one like he just he had this interview. He's doing really interviews on especially on all that philosophical stuff about why this is happening and how you know like it's that terrain theory. Like you know we live like if the fishbowl gets dirty, then the, the fish die, and like that's what it's like with what's happening in the earth at the moment. And just. And he's not really like the whole, when he has discussions with people, it's never like, well, this is right or that's wrong. It's just putting all these ideas out there and just really gets you thinking and I love it. Um, so he's a, he's a funny dude, Russell, and um, the people he inter interviews are always so intellectual and half the time I have to like, oh, what, what are they talking about? But it just really makes you think. So I'm loving that. Um, yeah, so podcasts above all else probably is what I'm loving the most at the moment, but particularly those two, Brene Brown and Russell Brand, just getting me through these days at the moment. I love it. 
Awesome. And I think it just makes you feel like for me, when I listen to the podcast, I love it makes you just feel like, like that's one thing that stays the same in the world, Yep. which is great. Yeah. So that's probably it. I think for today, thank you girls. And, um, nice to see your faces on the screen again. Yeah, you too. We'll chat to you guys in a couple of weeks. You've been listening to spreading the good stuff, the podcast. Remember, you can subscribe over at iTunes. We'd love you to leave us a rating. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the handle Spreading the Good Stuff. You can find all our show notes and previous episodes at our website, thesplendidword.com.au. Thanks for listening.